0: Welcome to the podcast. Every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. I've been having a lot of thoughts lately about the the good life. Partly because on the weekends, we're in a series I'm teaching on the Sermon on the Mount that begins with, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are, and the word is markarios, which means the the life of the gods. And it's the good life. The good life is going to come to those of you who, even though you feel poor in spirit, you're, you're going to be uh, experiencing the deposit of my resources into your life. And so I've been thinking about that. And partly, too, because at our Tuesday Pizza Paul and Mary, we've been also, uh, also been looking at, at a, a couple of interactions Jesus had. One is in Mark 10, when a very wealthy young man comes up to Jesus and he says, how can I inherit eternal life? You know, I'm a good person. I have religious respectability. I've kept all the commands. And Jesus looks at him and he says, yeah, well, one more thing, go sell all your wealth or your your assets, liquidate your assets, and then come and follow me. And the young man famously could not do that. And he turned and walked away. That leads to Peter then saying to Jesus, well, we've left everything to follow you. What's in it for us? Which then goes into James and John coming up to Jesus and saying, hey, when you come in your kingdom, can you ensure that we are your lieutenants, that we are sitting one on your right and one on your left? In other words, we want to have, we want to be sharers in your power. And uh, so what I've done lately is 10 questions that these interactions ask the leader There are 10 questions that I know I have to ask myself constantly. Number one, what do I think the good life really is? I'll lead people to where I think the good life is. So I have to define that. What is the good life? Number two, have I assessed myself realistically? The rich young ruler saw himself with... Uh, what's called the social comparison bias. Social comparison theory is we always tend to assess ourselves upwardly when it comes to our character and morality. Have I been realistic? Number three, am I willing to be loved hard by Christ? As a leader, am I willing to receive his tough love? Number four, what do I not want to let go Sadly, the young man turned away. Those are some of the saddest words ever written about an individual. This opportunity that he had to follow the greatest leader the world's ever known. What is it that I'm not willing to let go so that I can experience the deep levels of being inwardly transformed as a leader? Number five, do I have God in a box? His expectation of the good life was this idea that, that his culture embraced, if you're materially wealthy, that means God has blessed you. And that, that's, we, we've seen evil people who are materially blessed. That is not a correlation, but that culture believed that. What assumptions do I have about God as a leader that deeply affect my leadership. Number six: Have I sold God short? This is one of the tendencies of leadership because we we want. Typically, we leaders are are wanting t- things to be predictable. We want things to be honestly. We struggle with control. We want to control strategies and groups so that we. Uh, you know, we, we have a sustenance to our process and to our vision. But in doing that, we can sell God short. God wants to do something immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. If a vision doesn't need God, uh, it's probably not of God. Number seven, can I face the reality of life? The reality that there is a cost. Life, to a great extent is suffering life is and leadership is being paid last many times Uh, getting rewarded last and jesus would set james and john straight when he would say yeah you you can you can assume that you're going to be my lieutenants but you can you drink the cup i drink and be baptized with the baptism i'm baptized with can you are you willing to accept that reality Number eight. Have I discovered what is driving me? It's interesting that in Matthew's account of James and John's request of Jesus, Matthew says it was it was James and John's mother who made this request. Mark doesn't include that. He he comes out and he sells his he he sells out his fellow disciples by saying it was it was James and John who made the request to be great in the kingdom. And uh, interesting, I think that's interesting because if it if it happen to be their mother, then that is indicative of the things that can drive us that, frankly, go way, way back. And I have to constantly ask myself, am I compulsive because of what I've not been gotten in life, been given in life, or am I driven by a peaceful love that that, uh, doesn't need to ascend but has been given so much that I can let others ascend. Number nine, do I have to push to get my way? This is, uh, leadership is, is gently putting people out in front and when necessary, getting out in front when we don't know the way and leading the way. But if I have to constantly push people and push people and push people, if I have to constantly promote myself, then I have to question whether or not how I'm leading is really of God. And the tenth one is, I've already sort of asked this question, am I willing to serve with no reward? The, the life of Christ embodies everything about leadership, one of the embodiments of leadership. And it's why I believe he's the hope of the world, is his willingness to lead and go through crucifixion With the idea that the promise of resurrection is coming, to die to self. Literally, he did. And he shows us the way to experience life is to give one's life for a purpose greater than yourself, trusting that the processes of God will reward in due time. Well, those are 10 questions that come up to me in these interactions. There are 10 questions that I hope this week you dig into and you have some self-discovery. If you have a a circle of support that you you discuss that. And then what's one thing you're going to do as a result of processing these interactions so that your leadership, hopefully a God-led leadership, emerges? Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith in life and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.